from the Rams studio, connected by AT&T. This is Between the Horns. I am Miles Simmons. I'm with DFAR, who's trying to heckle me. And we got a third chair on the show today. Yay. It's Danny Kleppinger. What's up, Danny? Thanks so much for letting me hang out with you guys. I was a little jealous of all the fun that was going on in here. I oh. had to sneak in. Who's yeah. having fun? <laughs> Y'all do have so much fun. No, you have fun. I don't have much this fun. Is true. This is true. DeMarco likes to heckle me. So, like, maybe you can push that to the other side of the table today. Well, who admits they're a Cleveland fan? What? See, Jeez. who admits they're a Cleveland? We're fan? like, I, you no know what? Admits you know, that. Here's the thing. What I usually do is I will like put a stopwatch on my phone right, yeah. like right here, so that I know where we're going. I hadn't even got to that point yet, and you brought up Cleveland. Of course, you're talking about show. heckling. You're used to it. Well, yeah, from you. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> as we get into it, you know, uh, if you've been checking out anything we've been doing um, on theRams.com. You know, you, you know that we're deep into this coaching search right yeah. now. So we're going to spend a little time um, talking Love about it, that. Yeah. Yeah. I hate the, the fact, I hate the fact that you're here as a football team, that you're sure, searching absolutely. for a head coach. Um, but love the fact that the future is bright, I guess. Yeah. Endless possibilities. There are, there are a lot of yeah. possibilities. It's kind of crazy. Sorry to cut you off, but no, it's no. a little weird just to think how much was going on last off season for uh, us with the move. And then funny, you would yeah. think that this off season was the time to kind of chill and get settled in maybe right. yeah and it's not that no way at all. can you imagine <laughs> yeah. being a rookie no. no yeah this i mean you've got everything like 20 years of the nfl all in one year you <laughs> your coach point. got fired you're about to hire a new one yeah yeah it's been it's been pretty crazy you know it's funny danny you bring that up you know we we're in here earlier and i was just thinking about like man a year ago you know in our studio you know as we're getting ready to get out for a week or whatever you know and we're doing these season recaps we didn't have a desk you know we <laughs> didn't, didn't have totally different studio totally you know wasn't saying? soundproof or anything right. like wow. that and, and so now you know look where we are a year later it, it's pretty crazy all the things that have come up but um let, let's get into this coaching search a little bit um obviously a lot of names have been out there and we talked uh well jb long and i talked to kevin demoff earlier this week i'm assuming that you guys mm -hmm. have heard that so let, let's get into that a little bit what were some of your takeaways from what demoff has said early on in this search um i, I guess it was encouraging um that there aren't really any parameters um uh, no stone, no stone unturned. Yeah, that's my impression. Yeah, that he's going to look high and low for the right coach. And um, I think even early on in the process, uh, we talked about names not mattering. Uh, when a, a lot of talk was about you know Brian Billick or Bill Cowher or John Gruden, names. Hold, hold. When household hear, names. When did you hear <laughs> Brian Billick? I mean, from day one. I mean, people, Brian Billick. People, I, I haven't heard that. You haven't heard the Brian Billick? Oh, that was like immediate. I did not hear Brian Billick. Any, not that I, not that I, I'm not trying to disrespect Brian Billick. Yeah, because he could really be the not. head coach. And not saying yeah. that he's not being right, 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 right. evaluated at yeah, this point, I, but I don't just know. not a name that I've heard. In well, this. any person with head coaching experience has had some success. Their name has come up. Yeah, They I, always come up that's with true. coaching vacancies. Yes, so okay. uh, we were talking about names. Do, does LA, does this football team need a name? Yeah. And he shot that down quickly and said, we're going for the, the best coach available for this situation. Right. So I, I thought... I thought that was great. That's the part that stood yeah. out to me the most because thinking about it, I remember coming uh, to LA the, when we first made the move. Everybody, everything seemed to have some sort of appeal to it. Oh, we're trading for the number one draft pick right. overall because we're in LA. Yeah, yeah because right. that's a Hollywood story. Oh god, yeah. So same idea. Do you bring a guy with that Hollywood type name? And it's interesting because then I started to think about how reportedly Kevin Demoff met with Sean McVay. Mm -hmm. 
he's 30 years old. Is he the splash? Is he the Hollywood story? Is mm -hmm. he something mm -hmm. that could fit with that? So it was interesting to me because at the time when you talked to Kevin Demoff, he hadn't, it wasn't Thursday because he reportedly sure, met with yeah. him on Thursday. Yeah. So when I heard that comment, I was like, wow, so maybe a splash like a, a big name or somewhere on the complete opposite side of the spectrum in that in McVeigh, maybe that's not what he's looking for. Maybe it's, maybe those are all smoke screens. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Who's the oldest guy on the football team now? The oldest guy. Uh, the oldest it's got to be either Will Hayes or Robert Quinn. Yeah, I think it might be Quinn Will. is. Will Hayes is is at least thirty. He's on he's on the other side. Hayes of 30. I think is going to be thirty one. Okay, I was just thinking you bring in a coach that's thirty years old. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's stay I guess on second. this team you'd be a gray beard, with the exception <laughs> well, of a few guys. Well, but that's the thing. I mean, Will Hayes you, is the oldest. He yeah. is the oldest. And, yeah. and, and he's thirty one. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that here's the thing. Okay, if you've got a thirty year old trying to command the room. No matter how good he is at the X's and O's, is he a little young, D? Well, um, young, yes, but I, I that's well, they we're both D. Which one? Woo! Yeah, Demarco. <laughs> Demarco. Yeah, yeah. I'll be D far. Yeah, Got okay. It. She'll be D. Yeah. How D about club. that? D. I usually, you know, usually this is not a problem because I can sit in this chair and I can say D and like when we're on video, like right. Danny, Danny knows who I'm talking about. And then when we're on this, usually it's just, I'm just going off eye contact. Right I know. Now. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'll, you throw I, won't a D, make, I just go off eye I won't that, I, I won't make that mistake again. So we're going to get back into this. Uh, if this thing just cut out, sorry about that. We had a couple technical difficulties. My producer extraordinaire, Josh has solved them. So we are now back where we need to be nice. here on between the horns. So. We'll get back into what we were talking about, which to be- What were we talking about? Yeah, you oh. know, we were talking about head coaching candidates. Oh, yeah. So, yeah Brian and, Billick came up. Yeah, yeah Brian okay. Billick came up. We were talking about Sean McVay. We were talking about coaching ages. Um, and I, I think the, the overarching point that we're sort of trying to get at here is what makes a head coach effective? Yeah, um, look, it's just your message. Um, you know, where have you been? What are your experiences? Who have you coached? Who have you helped become better? Um, who did you learn from? Can you teach what you know? Um, this is the thing that comes up when you start talking about anybody from the Bill Belichick coaching tree. Oh, yes. The New England coaching tree. Um, go back to Romeo Cornell. Sorry. And Charlie Weiss. Again with the Browns. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, guys <laughs> that come from that system, they turn out to be what as head coaches? Eh. Okay. Yeah. Um, can't, I, I know you can function in that environment very well. You can function with a CEO like Bill Belichick and be effective and win a lot of games. Can you remove yourself from that situation and still be effective? Mm -hmm. That's what I want to know in those meetings when I bring somebody like that over um, from New England into my meeting room. Um, Kyle Shanahan, I think he's the first-round pick of all the coaches out there because he's been groomed to, to do this. You yeah. know he knows football, mm -hmm. ins and outs. Yes. Um, you know he can put together a staff like that probably. with one phone call. Uh, probably to his father or by himself. Um, those things are very attractive to a, a football team with without a head coach. Right sure, now. yeah. And I mean, I think picking up on that, it, Shanahan obviously has been reportedly meeting with all teams, mm -hmm. and that's not surprising. Just yeah. looking at what he did with Atlanta's offense this year and looking at the Rams' offense, obviously we need somebody to come in and shake that up. Now, Kevin Demoff said it doesn't necessarily have to be an offensive-minded head coach. However, um, you – at least with Shanahan, can see what he did with quarterback. You saw what happened when Julio Jones went down. He was still able to find ways to make that offense run. Yeah. So I think when you think about what the Rams do have right now on their personnel, you need somebody that can be able to figure it out. 
Yeah. Out, outside of the jerseys I see in this room, I see 99, 30, and 11, right? Yes. Um, the most important guy in this room or in this football team is Jared Goff right now. Absolutely. Your quarterback. So you might not be looking for one guy on one side of the ball or the other, but I would say that's your biggest investment. It is your biggest You've investment. You've got to make that quarterback function yes in order for this team to function well here's the thing i mean people talk about oh my god the rams don't have any draft picks man like they do have draft picks this year so we've got into rounder, this right? with yeah. yes you you and they expect to get the compensation pick in the third round um that one would go to tennessee right great mm -hmm. so then demoff actually said the other day that they are also expecting that they could get a fourth round compensation pick so that means you would have a full slate of draft picks to go with you would not have the number one pick in the in the first round right obviously and that's fine because if jared goff does turn out to be your franchise quarterback i think that we can all say two first rounders in basically punting one draft mm -hmm. would probably be worth that right it would be nice to be talking about that now uh, right yeah Absolutely. i mean that's, that's a long way perfect off. story it's, you know what we realize yeah. it's not a hollywood no. hollywood story here we don't have a fairy tale no. ending right now but if i'm yes. one of those coaching candidates uh the fact that you don't have a first rounder in 2017 wouldn't scare me away from this job why not because you already have your quarterback you drafted okay. that guy there's talent here there's young talent here there's a lot to work with yeah um so the fact that your draft is a little stunted wouldn't scare me away at all okay what about you danny I was more actually going to ask you a question on that. Do you think at that point when the coaches come in here and they're looking at the quarterbacks and looking at who they have to work with, do you think they go back and think about what Jared Goff looked like to them throughout the draft process? And do you think that that in watching him now, if they didn't think that he should have been drafted where he was, that maybe that would shy them away from taking this job? Um, well, I'll say this. Uh, four head coaches in a seven-year career with the Rams um, and – the difference between coaches is minute. Uh, they all say the same sort of rah-rah, but they always look at the best of you when they see you on tape, when they meet you for the first time. They right. can always tell you about the best plays you made watching you on film. So there's a lot to like about Jared Goff. I mean, we can talk about his toughness until we're blue in the face. This is true. We can talk about his arm strength until we're blue in the face. Um, but all his failures, I guarantee you, will be blamed on the coordinator that just left. Everything that yeah. went wrong with the offense, the reason Todd Gurley uh, didn't get off, uh, was uh, held to less than 1,000 yards. Less and, and than 900 yards. Less than 900 it, yards. It was a really poor year. We'll yeah. all be blamed on the staff prior to this one coming in. Correct. So they well, all, I guess even yeah. even the reason of not being able to tell you right now if Goff is the number one, like can live up to the hype or can't live up to the hype, all of that's going to be blamed on the last staff Really too, right? Point, Danny, yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it will be. I mean, so look. Jared Goff was well-liked by a lot of clubs, a lot of people in the NFL. Yes. Um, being drafted that high didn't shock anyone um, in the NFL. So there are going to be coaches that are excited to work with him. Remember how excited Jeff Fisher was to work with Sam Bradford yeah. way back when? Yeah. The same thing will happen with your new head coach. Right. You know, well, you, you touched on something. Um, you know, you said all head coaches kind of are the same. The differences are minute. And so a lot of the time, uh, this time of year, people talk about head coaches being really good motivators and, you know, you need them to get the most out of your players. I, is that just a cliche? I mean, is it a cliche? It's probably a cliche for a reason, but I, I just go back to thinking about things and how do we misuse that kind of phrase, do you guys think? Misuse, what do you mean? I mean, Come just, on. you know, oh, we need this good motivator. He's got to get the oh. most out of his guys. I, I think there's... There's something maybe a little bit too cliche about that aspect of Depends it. Depends on yeah. it. Don't you think I don't want to yeah. cut you off, but Go it's ahead. like you don't want to yeah. handhold people. 
Like this you, is the pros, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. You've gotten to this point where this is your job. This is this is what you're making money to do. I remember at one point during training camp when Coach Fisher called out Brian Quick for dropping too many passes. It's like he pays him to catch the ball. It's the same right. sort of scenario here. You're getting paid to win football games. Right. You can't be handheld through the season. No, this is your job, man. I mean, motivations, motivators, great for college, necessary in high school. And, uh, yeah. and Pop Warner, uh, this is different to, to where – you're being paid to do a job, and if you can't do it, then they'll find someone else to do it. But mm -hmm. uh, I, I think the biggest thing that's that's needed in the National Football League is discipline. Uh, whatever your rules are, you're, you're going to have to stand on them no matter who breaks those rules. Yeah. All pro or undrafted rookie free agent. Yeah. Everyone is treated the same until you have success, and then yeah. your core group starts to grow, and then you grow as a head coach. But yeah. speaking to that, that's where you get respect as a coach. Big time. Because if you actually hold up the same amount of standards from the 53rd man on the roster or even the practice squad member to your all-star, your pro bowler, if you hold that right. same amount of yeah. uh, integrity to them, then all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, wow. I need to respect that guy. Yeah. I have to follow his rules because yeah. he's punishing Aaron Donald the yeah. same way he's punishing I, Paul McRoberts. I heard a funny story about a coach way back when when I was playing. Don't make a joke. Way back when. Way back when. Way Stop back it. when. Um, <laughs> yeah, she, she, she did it too. It. They were hazing rookies by cutting their hair, right? And it hit the media, and it became a story, a small story, regional story. And so he had to answer questions about it uh, at training camp. And he answered like, okay, the next guy that cuts a rookie's hair is going to be gone. Right. So he was quickly challenged by somebody in the media and said, well, what if it's your all star, your all pro running back? Well, I'll ask him nicely to stop. See what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? So you have the double yeah. standard. Right. A little bit. But he'd already been to the playoffs, been right. to the Super Bowl. It was a different deal then. Yeah. But it, when you first come in, your rules are your rules and everybody must follow them. And I can guarantee you, look, the, the rookies, Jared Goff and the like, um, Having your head coach be fired this early is actually a blessing because you're too young to know. But some of the veteran guys are going to be worried about who's coming in. Uh, is my job going to change? And then Shouldn't if they be worried, though? If, if you're lucky enough to remain on the team with this new head coach, I guarantee you there'll be clashes from the way we used to do it, from the way you're doing it now. Yeah. So it takes a while to rid yourself of the old. Even more than a year, more than two years to rid yourself of the old mindset. Well, some of the things that, you know, you hear from the players during some of these, uh, the last few interviews you do with them, you know, in the locker room. I know, Danny, you heard this stuff too. Mm -hmm. Players talking about accountability and, and culture, I should say. Changing the kind of culture. You know, you want to be a winning franchise. Well, how do we get there? You got to somehow change the culture. And this goes back to, I think, one of the things you and I, DeMarco, talked about a long time ago on a podcast. And you said... Um, one of the ways that they changed the culture basically in 99 was just by winning, right? And so I, it, it, it's kind of And a the fact that Marshall Falk was a running back. Yeah, exactly. Okay, right. That's a culture changer. Yeah, of course yeah. it's a culture changer. Orlando but, Pace you know, was left yeah. tackle. It's a culture changer. I'm just saying, go ahead. No, but I, so it's A, right, A, it's talent. Yeah, but yeah. then the talent produces the winning. So how do you change the culture? Well, you just got to go do it. Go. It, but I'm saying to that point, the players have to understand that they're not always going to like it. I and I think yeah. that for a matter of fact, they might hate next year. Whether they're winning or not, there might be times where they hate it because just changing a culture when you are so stuck in a certain way, that's that's hard as a player. Absolutely. Oh and so yeah. you, you might be miserable, but you might be winning. 
So then you can't complain too much. Or you might be miserable and you might be still losing, but you're building towards winning. That first year with Vermeil, man, was a beast. But I knew the the core guys, the guys that made it through year one all the way to the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. you knew what he was doing year one. We had to make it through, but he's running people off right Mm -hmm. in front of your eyes. He's changing the culture in front of you. He's running off the people that shouldn't be there. Yes. Yes. And that's something Jared Goff brought up after the game um, in week 17. He said, you know, some guys probably aren't going to be here and they may not need to be. You know, he said he didn't actually put it in that way. Which sort of sort of sounds rude as it like comes out of my mouth. But what he was talking about, he was referring back to his time at Cal. And, you know, how he went through the 1 and 10, 1 and 11 season in his freshman year. And he's saying that after that year, you know, you got rid of some of the guys that maybe needed to go. And you kept building and building and building. And then by the time he got to his junior season, things kind of tipped. They went to a bowl game. And that's the first bowl game that they've been to since, I think, 2008. So I think he sees the parallels of, you know, starting out his rookie season in a way that everybody would probably like to forget. And the same thing that happened in sort of his freshman year back at Cal. And now it's about building and building this championship culture that everybody wants for the Los Angeles Rams. You've watched this offense this season and years before. I, yeah, Let's just last take three the, years. the Jared Goff era. And when they go off the field on a three and out, do you feel physical pain? I don't know. I'm sorry. Jared Should Goff I? does. Okay. Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> like, what are you, like, what are you getting he at He feels here? it while the defense is right. still going. While you we're know? pulling like... our hair out, he's pulling dirt out of his face mask yeah. because he's been nailed. He's been – the receiver ran the wrong route, blah, 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 blah. The uh, offense just isn't heck, moving. The, the, yeah. the, he got sacked seven times against San Francisco, which was an embarrassment. He's paying the price for all the mistakes on offense. Yeah. That, that's what he's talking about. So maybe some of those guys who aren't fully committed – needs to be the first out the door. Right. And I I think that that's the point he's getting at. So let's get back into some of these coaching candidates. I mean, we briefly talked about Kyle Shanahan. I kind of want to get in a little bit more in depth mm-hmm. on him because he is such a hot name right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody talks about what he's done with Atlanta and, you know, they've been the number one scoring offense this year by four and a half points per game. That's like huge. But it, to me, it's what he's been able to do in places where there hasn't been as much success. And I'm thinking specifically about Cleveland. Mm-hmm. In the 2014 season with Cleveland, you know, he had Brian Hoyer lead the league with 13.7 yards per completion. Right? They were in really good position, in fact, to sort of make a playoff push. They were 7-4 and four at one point, then they lost their last five games. In that span, like, Brian Hoyer kind of got off the rails and then, like, the edicts probably came down from up above for them to play Johnny Manziel, and that was an absolute disaster. And so I think why Shanahan then left was because he's like, I need to get out of this. And then he goes to Atlanta, and he's been widely, widely, widely successful. So I think what he has done is proven that he can do it not just with one quarterback, not just with one team. He's been all around, and he's done a really good job. I, I just I, I, I would hope that he wants to coach here. Because, like I said, I, I think he's on everyone's list. Didn't you just say that? He's interviewing everywhere, so he's going to have his choice of, of teams to go to. Yeah. So it, it all depends on how he feels about living in Southern California and how he feels about Jared Goff. But I'm with you, man. If you go back and watch you know, some of the places he's been uh, where he put his imprint on the offense and you look at Atlanta now, mm-hmm. you can superimpose those jerseys onto Atlanta's offense and say the quarterback is functioning the same. Right. You can see his imprint on every single quarterback. Now, Matt Ryan, I wouldn't say he's a finished product, but he's it's a great lump of clay to have. He's a Matt tremendous quarterback. It's, it's he's a tremendous quarterback to have. What do you mean? And so he's how he's had an amazing season. 
He's not a finished product. Well, he's still not a finished product. How can you not be a finished product until when you're, you're done? Years? Is that what you're saying? No, until, until you, you call it a day. Until you're holding the Lombardi Trophy. Oh, that's what okay. I'm saying. I thought until, you meant like until as you a, deliver like, on promise. You're okay. not a finished product. There's, Sorry, keep keep going. There's still a ways to go with Matt Ryan, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, you think you can't improve upon guys like him? Well, look at Matt Ryan's season this year. Right. Yeah. You, you've upped the bar. He's gotten better. Now he's going to have to get through the postseason hurdle. Mm-hmm. Something that's been tripping him up since he came into the National Football League. True. But when you watch him play, especially up close when he was here in the Coliseum, yeah, that was, you can't tell me that guy didn't get better. That was domination. Yeah. Yeah. So if if you can do that with anybody in Cleveland and you can do that with Matt Ryan, then I want you to meet Jared Goff immediately. Yeah. Well, talking about Shanahan to the Rams, like you have said that you like that option. Well, does he leave without his dad? Or does that, you know, with less needs still being employed by the Rams, does that come into play at all? I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. But like I said, I have, if it were me, I would love to coach in Hollywood. Yeah, I would. Um, If you get this right here, uh, if you get this franchise from where it is now into the postseason, just the Mm postseason, you can write your own ticket. (laughs) It's true. You'd be the guy. Um, And the fact that the NFC West with Seattle, and if you want to count Arizona, I'll never count them out with Bruce Arians. uh, Mm Mm-hmm. The NFC West is stocked and built. That wouldn't scare me. I want to compete at the highest level. I wouldn't want to go to the AFC South and try to win a down division. Yeah, That's not me. I'd like to compete <laughs> here. Um, I want to win everything the toughest way possible. Yeah. But that's just me. Yeah. So here's here's another guy that whose name has come up a lot, Josh McDaniels. And Danny and I weren't here you know, with the Rams, I should say, in 2011 when McDaniels was the OC. Mm -hmm. What are your sort of lasting impressions from being around him up close that year? Um, He's short. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Uh, He's very about his football. Um, I love that about him. Uh, We were coming in off the lockout. Yeah. So everything was was, truncated. Man, that was a tough year. And it it was an odd hire. I love the fact that it's Josh McDaniels and that he's got that, that Patriot mindset and he worked with Tom Brady same thing we're saying with Kyle Shanahan uh-huh. uh, the problem was you're bringing in probably the most complicated offense to run in a shortened offseason right that didn't make very much sense at all and I've heard that before yeah that, uh, it, that it was it was hard because on you know quarterback back then was Bradford right mm-hmm. and it was hard on him because you had the truncated offseason and you're going that was the second year in the league right mm-hmm. yeah because that was when Pat Shermer got hired in Cleveland so you're going for a rookie to his second year you get the shortened offseason he doesn't have the playbook and it just makes it a lot harder and it wasn't just him I mean Bradford picked up the playbook it's everyone else yeah yeah and it was just hard to get that going and it just did not work um and you actually had a chance i believe no it was a year before you actually had a chance a year before for the postseason going up to seattle and you lost to charlie whitehurst yes so yeah I remember that. going into the next offseason with mcdaniel as your coordinator this was supposed to be the beginning of the sam bradford era and it just went backwards in a hurry yeah. so um Maybe he learned from that experience. Maybe he learned from that experience of being a head coach in Denver. Um, the second time around, he would do things a little bit differently here, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't have the lockout to worry about. So, True. But that playbook and how he coaches, love that. Mm-hmm. Love that about him. Um, just that little taste that we had, I don't think was the full Josh McDaniels playbook there. Well, Here's what I know. Before you begin, Danny, I want to I want to let the people know, since everybody knows I'm a Browns fan, Danny's been a Patriots fan for a really long time. 
So Danny knows Josh gonna, McDaniels well too. Sort of was going to bounce off of that with yeah, this yeah. because, <laughs> because he's, he, he's learning or assisting under Bill Belichick. Right. At yeah. some point, does that come into play when you're looking at him and sitting across the table and maybe thinking about what Josh McDaniels, McDaniels was like prior to working with Belichick? Like how much does a guy learn from a head coach in those situ- situations and how helpful do you think that could be? You know, I that's the question. I mean, do you go know back, how much right. they, like do they talk right. all the time? Or is it one of those things where McDaniels is kind of taking the reins and then Belichick sort of oversees it? Do you know their relationship? Or beyond that, how much credit do you give Tom Brady? Right. For Josh McDaniels success. I, I think you got to give him a lot of credit, right? I mean, you know, it's the so Josh McDaniels, he started out as a personnel assistant, right? 2001, okay? Mm-hmm. So then 2006 he takes over as OC. He'd been the quarterback's coach a couple years before. Then Tom Brady has like the best year ever and the Patriots have the best year ever in 07 except they lose to the Giants in Super Bowl whatever X <laughs> whatever that was. Yeah, I was really sad too. And <laughs> we'll, we'll side is that when David Tyree saved the world? It's no, a... he did not save the oh, world. Listen, okay. here's the deal. I I'm not I was not a Patriots fan, but I appreciate greatness. I wanted to tell We've had this kids, discussion yeah. multiple times. He he does appreciate the Patriots. I We've do. talked about yeah. it. I, I wanted to see the Patriots go undefeated. I'm sorry. Like, I know. I'm good. Like, you just gonna, hate the 72 Dolphins. No. People you wanted gonna, them to go away. See, yeah, Rams fans are going to hate us after this. I know. They really are. They're going to come after both of us. It's <laughs> going to be pretty bad. Sorry I kind of outed you, Daniel. So, but the, the thing about McDaniels, though, is that even in 08, right? So Brady gets hurt, you know, on what? That first drive mm-hmm. against the Kansas City Chiefs. And then, you know, ACL's gone. And then Matt Castle comes in, they still go 11-5. and five, And they miss the playoffs. But I think that does speak to something about McDaniel's ability to run an offense. And uh, obviously, you know, you still have the Patriot way there. So there's something about expecting greatness and da-da-da-da. Things didn't work out for him in Denver. Right. It's, it's almost whatever he does in New England – the first two names that come up are going to be Belichick, then Brady. Yeah. So you almost have to judge him on what he did away from there. I would agree with that. So okay. you've only got St. Louis for the year mm-hmm. and Denver. Yeah. But I think he's changed as a coach <laughs> since then. So, yeah. I mean, look, he's still a hot candidate out there, and I'd love to interview him. But same thing with Matt Patricia on the other side. just yeah. going to ask you about yeah. him. I mean, great year. I mean, do you ever talk about New England's defense? We do. People don't talk about it enough. And that's another thing. Yeah. They're like two and a half points better than the Giants in terms of scoring defense. Patriots finished number one, only allowed 15.6 points per game. 250 points all year. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's stupid. It is. You should be talking about that first and then Brady. Yeah. That is that is ridiculous production on one side of the bowl. And so, the, okay, the thing I love about Matt Patricia is, like, he could have been a rocket scientist. Isn't that cool? Yes. Yeah. Like, he went to some tiny, tiny school yeah. and yeah. was trying to be, exactly like you said, a rocket scientist. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, I'm going to latch on and, and learn the coaching thing. <laughs> yeah. I just, I mean, he's probably brilliant. I, I would love to sit down and interview well, him and think? just talk about yeah. – life what you know you I'm, I'm curious to know how smart he if is if you had a job as a rocket scientist or you could be a head coach in the national football league what rocket would you do rocket scientists go to the moon because that no <laughs> rocket scientists do not go to the they moon they send, send people, the people to, the to the moon right i'm Fair not even, i'm well, not in this planet thank no. you <laughs> uh-uh. are you are you going into space heck yeah you, you would go into space i think the aliens and i would be friends what? Wow. First of all, we don't know if they're aliens. All right, no, we're going to get into this now. I want to get into this. Hey, oh, my no. gosh. Look, you guys, you guys, would, so you would go, like, to the moon if you had the opportunity to go to the moon? Absolutely. 
A hundred percent. Like what? I remember them talking about how <laughs> eventually they would get it so people could like take their vacation. Yeah, there. yeah, like SpaceX. Elon Musk, he's he's working on that. What did you say? <laughs> what well, SpaceX? SpaceX. <laughs> Say that slower next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> SpaceX. Okay. Josh bleep that. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody SpaceX. pause. Yeah, go ahead. SpaceX. This is the guy who makes the Teslas. I got you. Okay. He's, yes, he's... I would go on a family vacation up to the moon. So you would not do this. There's You're no more way like in me. hell. There's no way in hell. Yeah. No way. I, I'm not leaving this planet. No. Haven't you seen like the space movies? Yeah, but haven't you seen people get eaten by sharks? Do you go in the ocean? Yeah, but yes. like, I mean, if somebody no, says yeah. shark, I'm like, in a, Jaws is a great movie. But like, if somebody starts saying shark, I'm getting the hell out. Can you swim home from the moon? Okay, thank <laughs> right. you. No, thank you. If I get caught in the ocean, no, I have it, I, I may be able to survive, right? Right. Up there, no there. way. No. Yeah. Something bad happens and you're you're done. But think about it. You know how they're like, the bouncing and the twirling and all that. It'd be fun once you got up there. Hey, you can do zero gravity stuff here. That's, That's why a trampoline NASA place it. right up the street. Yeah, yeah let's go bounce in yeah, there. Yeah, we can yeah. do that. That'd be fun. All right, no, we can get back into the coaching search now. I thought that was a fun tangent. Um, So you and I were texting DeMarco earlier this week, and we kind of got on something that I think is a good topic. I'm a Rams fan, by the way. So am I. Just saying. Yeah, we're all I'm a Rams fan. about these what? two? Go ahead. Anyway. Why are you doing that? Just Why saying, are you ahead. just saying, like, obvious, like, we don't want the Rams <laughs> to be successful? I didn't say that. You just no, said that. No, I didn't. I just said that. I'm a Rams fan. Just, you know, since we're. You know what? You and I are on the sidelines together every yes. single game. Every single Miles game. How much do I. How often a game yeah. do I come and squeeze your arm? Um, at least four or five times. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Big so, situations. So you're going to yeah. call me not a Rams fan. No, you're a Rams fan. I just said I'm a Rams fan. I didn't say you weren't. Yes, you did. You said she's a Patriot fan. You she, said that. I said she I grew said she's up. grew up. Yeah, I did. I outed her as growing up as being a Patriots you fan. You said Patriot fan. That's what you said. Anyway, move Anyways. on. What's your question? <laughs> yeah. Go well, ahead. I was trying to move into this fan. nice topic. Go, Go ahead. ahead. Let's hear it. Where, you know, you have um, more of under the radar kind of candidates and yeah. one of these names that came up was Steve Wilkes and I texted you about him yeah. asking what you knew about him because he had been a coach at Washington we shook hands once uh, <laughs> I went up I was working for Fox Sports Midwest or whatever Fox Sports News whatever it was went up there to do a Washington game uh -huh. uh, to meet with Tyrone Willingham and I got to meet him on the way out to a game yeah um, sharp guy um, you can tell a lot by a guy that by by uh, Tell a lot from a coach by the way he walks. This guy walks with a purpose. Okay. He's not just wasting time. And all his DBs, they play the same way. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's really, really a disciplined approach. Yeah. Um, I thought that was more of Tyrone Willingham. Turns out it's really him. Hmm. And that's why he hired him. So um, it's good to see him being talked about as a potential head coaching candidate. Yeah. But it was a it was a brief meeting, about fifteen minutes, but I was really, really impressed. Yeah, one of the things that, you know, looking him up and researching him a little bit. Uh, Ron Rivera, going back a couple years, um, he made him his assistant head coach mm -hmm. probably for a reason. And he's sort of been considered the, I don't know, defensive coordinator in waiting, if you will, with mm -hmm. Sean McDermott reportedly getting all these interviews, you know, and he's been going out and it looked like he might get a head coaching job last year. It didn't happen. But so one of the things that Rivera said that I read, um, I think it was the Charlotte Observer story. And so he was talking about how, you know, like I, I don't even know if I really want to do this interview because like I think this man is going to be a really good head coach in this league and he's going to be a good defensive coordinator first. And so, it, so these under the radar names, sometimes you think about guys like uh, a Mike Tomlin, like a Mike McCarthy, you know, these guys were really kind of under the radar and then 
they go on and they become very successful, even though they're not the hot name, so to speak, you know? That's what I was going to say. When you Will everybody be upset and up in arms if they haven't heard too much about the Rams' new head coach? Yes. Did you go back and read some of the stuff about Mike McCarthy when he was hired and how the Green Bay Packers fans felt about him? Oh, yeah. And now how do they feel about him? They probably feel pretty good. Pretty I'm not good. saying you well, should base your decision yeah, off right, that. Right. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. like, hold on to your seatbelts yeah. a little bit, at least in, in Miles and I's position for sure, yeah. for, for yeah. the feedback that will come out of a maybe lower name. But that's okay. If yeah, you yeah. believe in them, if the organization believes in them, I completely agree. But definitely hold on to your seatbelt because the ride is definitely not over As long yet. as you yeah. clock W's in September, thank you. everyone's going to be happy. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the most important thing. And it's not just the W's in September, but you got to keep it going. Through December. Yeah, yeah, through December and through January and into February eventually. Yeah, we did the September W thing, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, it was yeah. three and one in we September. We were rolling. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that nice? Shoot. Remember when back in the day when they were three and one? You know, you come off the plane from Arizona. It was a nice 50-minute plane flight. Right. Yeah. Let's go back to that. It was like my birthday weekend. Sun that was fun. shined a little brighter. Yeah. 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 Food Grass tasted better. Everything. Yeah. 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 Everything was good. So that's what the Rams are trying yeah. to get back to, and they're trying to sustain <laughs> you, that. You caught me in just a little memory lane. I was just mm. here yeah. dozing off. Yeah. It was, it was a nice time, wasn't it? <laughs> Um, what what other names have intrigued you guys that have been connected to the Rams? The Anthony Lynn. Um, yeah. That name popped up because I played against him when he was in San Francisco and I believe Denver. Um, special okay. teams guy. And I, we. this is how we used to do it way back when. The whole team sits for special teams meetings. So the one thing that our special teams coaches kept talking about when we played the 49ers was this guy. Okay. Uh, and that means a lot to me, uh, especially when a team's coach mentions your name. That means you know how to play the game. Mm -hmm. um, so the fact that his name has come up again, that's a guy I'd like. Um, now, as far as being a head coach running the entire ship, I'm not sure. But when that name comes up, the discipline part definitely comes through with an Anthony Lynn. Well, I was going to bring up the fact that I know we can't talk about college coaches too much about what uh, they could bring to the table, but do you think a college coach would be in over his head taking over the L.A. Rams job? Wow. Um, I did that once with Rich Brooks. Yeah. Yeah, he was below 500. Mm -hmm. um, went to the Rose Bowl in 1994. He was coach of the year. I, I, by far his best year as a head coach at Oregon, I believe, and then the Rams hired him. Right. Uh, to be our coach. Then we moved to St. Louis, mm -hmm. kind of the same thing. And yeah. we fired him two years later. Right. Yeah. Pre-Vermeil. And so what you're saying is <laughs> Maybe. A, a head coach can be I'm, in over his head. I'm just, that was my Blowing experience. Yeah. I'm going to infer yeah. that the college head coach thing did not work out too well. I'll just you know? put the grizzled veteran, Leslie O'Neill, a man of 120 career sacks uh -huh. already in the back of the room and a college head coach in the front. Who do you think the players listen to? Well, but okay, but isn't that just, <laughs> right. it, it, I don't think that it just has to do with a college head coach, right? I think it has to do with the individual because if, say, David Shaw, right? David Shaw has been an NFL assistant. There are people that speak very, very highly of him. I listened to uh, the Monday Morning Quarterback podcast with Peter King. He was on there. I thought he was excellent. I think, mm -hmm. you know, if the Rams could pry him away from Stanford, which I don't think that they will be able to do, I don't think anybody's going to be able to do. Um, I think he would be an excellent NFL head coach. So I think I, and I haven't sat in the room, so I guess take that with like a billion grains of salt, but I, I feel like if it's the right guy, it could work. And the other one I want to point out to you, just talking when you said what names have been getting thrown out there, even though he said it over and over and over again, that he's staying in new Orleans, Sean Payton yeah. has been thrown around 
a lot. What do you think he would bring to to the Rams? Is he going to bring Breeze with him? <laughs> no. Oh. No, we've got Damn. Jared Goff here, man. Damn. Oh. Yeah. Just saying. So, yeah. You know, that's that's part of it. You but know. he's still Corey. He's I mean, he's developed a really good offensive system there. So no doubt. That's gonna be that's one of these that's one of these tough things, you know. Are you, are you sure anybody can coach. are you sure anybody but Breeze can run it? No, I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. You know? I've never seen that offense without him, so I don't know. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, okay. So here's here's something else that's kind of funny. So I just brought up David Shaw, right? Yeah. So like Tuesday night into Wednesday, literally had a dream that the Rams hired David Shaw. I was gonna but, say, did no you kidding. bring up your dream? I, yeah. Yeah. It was it was really weird. Like I like and he was a nice dude. Like he would come in the studio, like Danny and Fisher up front. He'd like do stuff on the board, Fisher like diagram plays. Oh my goodness. Edit that. Oh no. It would be Shaw up front or something. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, we can keep going. That's funny. What offense no, does he bring with him? I don't know. Does I mean, he bring the same two back offense? Probably not. Oh. Because we don't really run two back sets in the NFL anymore. Well, yeah. Most don't. Most some don't. do. Some do, and yeah. you do it successfully. But I, my, my point was that, like, I don't know. That was just a, it was a funny dream. No, I just, I, <laughs> I've heard that before about David Shaw, yeah. and I played for his dad, Willie Shaw, really in St. Louis. Great guy. I've known David for years. What makes you think he'd be a great head coach? I, you know, because he has success at Stanford. No, it was more the attitude that he seems to. I mean, part of it, yes, is the success at Stanford, and I, I think anytime you're talking about. A college head coach you have to sort of do the thing where it's like what you were just saying like okay are they going to listen to the grizzled veteran or are they going to listen to the college coach and i think because he has been in the nfl I, I think he has a better handle of probably how to read an nfl room yeah you know a better a better read how to handle the team meeting room handle the team in general and so what he was saying on that podcast was that when you're in college you know you are basically taking care of somebody's hugest most important possession you know their child and when you're in the nfl you're just paying somebody to do a job you know like you do this job i'm cutting you it's not the teaching necessarily aspect of it it's we have to do everything to win but i think the other side of that as well is when you're talking about a college coach and if he could come into the nfl look at the rams team how young is the rams <laughs> really young so very he's young. very used yeah. to dealing with 18 to 21 22 year yeah. old people yeah which fills up the Rams roster. Might be good. Might be great for Jared Goff. Might be. Yeah. Can yeah. he get through to people that are that age? Might right. be good for Rob Havenstein. It, perhaps, yeah. Could be good for Greg Robinson. I'm just right. playing devil's advocate here. No, you know, I, he's I, coming I in you. from college. You, you look at the Rams roster. It struggled. We struggled to come up with somebody that was 30 years old earlier right, in the right. show. <laughs> Same kind of idea. Yeah. So maybe that maybe that's you know one of these things where I, I think the most important aspect of it though is just getting the right person you know and whether that's some of these guys that they've interviewed be it you know with sean mcveigh even though he's 30 mm -hmm. you know uh, kyle shanahan patricia mcdaniels wilkes all these different guys harold goodwin actually is an mm -hmm. interesting name that I, I think may be more of a contender than people are maybe giving him credit for and i don't i'm not saying that from inside information i just i think he's got a good resume and I think he can really bring some things to the table that would be good for the Rams. Well, I was going to ask you guys, uh, this side of the business, and just going all the way back to one of the first names that was thrown out there when Jeff Fisher was fired, if you're John Gruden, would you leave television? If, no. I mean, you've got, you've got the number one job in football. Yeah. I wouldn't. If it were me, I wouldn't. I don't think I would. I think you, you hung it up already. 
you got a ring. Yeah. You won the championship. What more is there to accomplish? You know what's better than I think one you ring? Can... Two. <laughs> but I think you have the ability of ruining your name almost. How? How can you ruin your name? What if it doesn't go well? Then you go back to the booth. Yeah, it's like Michael Jordan coming back and playing again, though, right? He didn't ruin his legacy. I'm still buying his shoes. True. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. exactly. Yeah. It's just, and what's funny now is that, you know, like people don't, I mean, people my age or your age, Danny, like how much do we really remember Jordan from the Bulls, right? Like people know him because of shoes and right. like kind of those yeah. couple of seasons for the Wizards anyway. But that doesn't mean that you don't know Jordan's the GOAT, right? Like everybody knows that Jordan's the GOAT. Well, I, you know, I, I would assume, I think we talked about this, that John Gruden got into football to be one of the greatest coaches ever. Sure. Right? To be to put his name in, in that same group. Now, when you talk about greatest coaches ever, when does his name come up now? Uh, you Fair. wouldn't. I know there's only. I one. mean, like he's a. Uh, everybody thinks that he was a very good football coach, but I'm like, if you're saying greatest coaches of all time, I don't. I don't think I'm being like a jerk by saying I don't know that he would be up there. Right. I mean, if you if you ask fan opinion, it's funny. I put a just a random Twitter question yeah. out there and asked the fans who they would want, and I actually took like a a tally because I was very curious to know who would pop up the top of that list. And Shanahan and Peyton led that list, but very close behind was Gruden. See, he's always going to be out there. Yeah, he's always going to be out there. And the one thing that the knock is that he won that Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's team. Yeah. Um, if I'm him, I might want to correct that. Hmm. If it matters. Yeah. It, it might not. It um, might not. I, like John Madden back in the day, yeah. when you hear the name Madden, you think video game. You forget that this guy was actually on the sideline sure. at one point. So maybe in today's NFL, which is all wide open passing, um, John Gruden and his offense would love to come back yeah. and compete at this level. Yeah. Um, the thing about Harbaugh coming back to the NFL, I know there's only one thing you can't do in college. You when can't win a Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. That's the only thing you can't do in college. Um, it's going to drive every one of those guys, even Nick Saban, at some point, to try his hand at the NFL. Again. You know, Saban, I I think the ship has sailed, and I think it, that it's just my opinion, but I I think he's realized that the the one he's chasing is Bear Bryant and not necessarily the NFL. You know, because he can he can be the greatest college coach of all mm -hmm. time. I have a hard time thinking that Saban is going to come in and win a Super Bowl with the way that everything went down with the Dolphins in particular. You know, I, I have a hard time believing that. It's it's going to be rough to run the same system. <laughs> right. I, I bet Alabama. You can't recruit. All, you cannot yeah. recruit people in the NFL to just beat the you living snot out of it the same way anymore. Right? Exactly. That's another point. Hey, so let's take um, a couple of Twitter questions because usually no. I, I throw out. God, I know no. you hate it, but too bad. If you don't want to answer him, Danny and I will. But okay. I'm pretty sure you'll want to chime oh, in because you God. like talking. So sure they're the good ones. Yeah. Okay. No, I do. But I threw out like you know, hey, ask us some questions, and usually Does it have we a just real don't. name or some kind of Twitter handle. It's it's kind of some okay. just kind of Twitter handles. But yeah, I usually we don't get to the Twitter questions, but okay. I today we will. So this one, first one's from at Raging Ram Fan, and it is it's a good one. Do really? any uh, yeah, stop? Go ahead. Stop one. insulting the people. I'm not insulting. You are. That's not an insult. Go ahead. Stop it. All right. Goodness. At Raging Rams Fan asks. Do any of the current Rams assistant coaches have a chance at being retained? And how important is this in player development? Whew. I think this is a good question. Good I'm question. interested to know your your answer on this one. But, I, I mean, just looking at Fossil, I think I don't think you get a better special teams coach in the league. And I think unless whoever comes in as head coach, unless his guy just happens to be a special teams coordinator, I think Fossil has a really good shot of staying. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, same mindset. There's two rooms I don't want to upset. 
Uh, number one is the special teams room. Right. I.e. Johnny Hecker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the best punter in the league. I'd like to keep that going. But I think Bones Fossil, his resume speaks for itself. But I would like to keep that going if yeah. I could. The other room is the D-line room. Mm-hmm. I want to keep 99 happy. Yes. Um, I don't want anyone or anything to change his career path, where he's headed right yeah. now. So no, I agree. And that does happen with new coaches. They always want to put their new imprint and they want to take away something you do best or make you do something you don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could keep the D-line coach and the special teams coach, I'd be very happy. Yeah, you know, one of the things that has come up, and I, I agree with you too, DeFar, those those two coaches in particular, um, but one thing that came up um, from Ian Rappaport of NFL Network today I was that, you know, some of the Rams' defensive coaches are kind of hanging around thinking that maybe if the Rams hire an offensive coach, then some of those defensive staff guys might be retained. So that's one of the things that is out there um, on the report. Uh, hey, quick sidebar since we brought up Fossil. How impressed were you guys at the job he did as interim head coach? Man, um, very, I guess. That's that's tough um, yeah. to go from working for a guy to seeing that guy get fired and then you become the guy. Yeah. Um, that, it, it's tough. And then you have to go to Seattle in a short week. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish they would have got a victory out of it at yeah. some point, but... Um, from what he had to do and the the job he was handed, I think he did a great job. I completely agree, and I think when you look at the type of person Bones is, and you've been able to see this, he gets emotional in press conferences. Yeah. He's an emotional guy. Yeah. He's a motivating guy. But on top of all of that, I know he feels like you know those cliche things. My 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 daughters were born on the practice field around Jeff Fisher. Like yeah. that's something that actually sinks into him day by day. So I know that walking into that situation and walking into that press conference the day coach fisher got fired excuse me and walk in and be the interim head coach and be able to take command of the room and really say look i'm gonna do my best yeah i'm not gonna change things because we've got x amount of games left but i'm gonna do my best to motivate this team even when it was after that san francisco game when everybody felt like they got punched in the stomach there's one more to go and he's still saying there's going to be a way that he's going to try and motivate this team that's a guy that's not going to quit yeah exactly okay danny before we move on i gotta i gotta go back to this because you just said that his daughters were born on the practice field no but i will say i I will say though fun fact for you i wouldn't remember that listen to this fun fact did the obgyn come out onto the field no however however his second daughter was born the first day of training camp fossil showed up to training camp yeah coach fisher walked up to him and said excuse me why are you here yeah he was like it's, tra- it's training camp coach he was like get out of here yeah your daughter's being that's one thing i did always respect uh, about jeff fisher is that when something would happen you always say that's more important than what we're doing you know and i i did always respect that um so next twitter question um from roman a flores at row ram 767 and we're sticking with Fossil. He said, I like how Fossil said chemistry needs to improve from top to bottom in order for the Rams to get better. Your thoughts? Question mark? Question mark? Mm, chemistry. Uh, well, that's the one thing I can take away from your lack of production or lack of scoring on offense. Hmm. Got to be chemistry. Yeah. Um, we talked about this when you start seeing September, August mistakes in December. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have much chemistry on offense. So at least on that side of the ball, I can say, yeah. Um, Continuity, uh, they did not gel. However you want to say it, the chemistry wasn't there offensively. Mm-hmm. I think that you could kind of say that just by watching how it all continuously unfolded. Because I think at some point, when things hit the fan, you can do one of two things. You can either come together or you can go apart. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they went apart, but different philosophies. Everybody's got some sort of ego in this league. How can yeah, you not, right? Sure. So d- different egos, different mindsets, diff- different philosophies banging against each other. It- 
to not still not have touchdowns, I, I think that yeah. there had to have been something going on. I don't know what it is. Right. And, and one thing, I have to say this. Um, I never saw anybody pointing fingers. Mm-hmm. Me either. Even when you, it which was, is why yeah. there's Which is why yeah. I'm sitting here telling you, I don't know what was going on. Right. Because yeah. I've literally got front row seat, as do you, as do you. Yeah. For us to sit here and be like, I don't. I don't know. Right. Yeah. And it shows that they weren't yeah. pointing right. people out or, or yelling at each other. Exactly. And that. that's what that's what Fossil was talking about, too. You know, it was just kind of this. He said this at um, his end of the season press conference back on Monday. It's like, you know, it's not that anybody was pointing fingers. It's just that for whatever reason, sometimes it just we may not have been pulling all in the same direction. And I think that's the, the, the biggest thing he was trying to talk about. You know, whoever the next head coach is has got to be able to set up the Rams for success and set up the Rams to all be pulling in the same direction. I think that's what he means by chemistry. And I, I thought that that was a really good point for him. You know, the, the, the failures, the teams that didn't win, the teams that were on that did not win, um, I can remember several voices um, trying to get us going in the right direction. And it's odd. When we did win, mm-hmm. I can only remember one. It was all real. <laughs> yeah, it's it's odd how that yeah. happens, right? When everybody's on the same page, we're all saying the same stuff. But yeah. when we weren't winning, even after the Super Bowl, yeah, um, when the team failed to qualify for a Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl, there was there was more than one voice mm-hmm. on the football team. But when you're winning, it's always just one guy. Winning is the best perfume there is, isn't it? It's great deodorant. <laughs> yeah. Covers up a lot of stink. Oh, it sure <laughs> certainly does. All right, so let's, um, before we get out of here, let's kind of talk about some of these playoff matchups this Shoot, weekend. Because I love the NFL playoffs. So first one up is Raiders-Texans. Saturday, 135 Pacific, which is a little early. This is another thing I'm going to have to now adjust to. Who's taking to. the Texans? Anybody? Me, um, I was going to say. Who's taking like, the we're, Texans? We're sitting here in L.A. I feel like. Yeah. Everybody around here is screaming <laughs> Oakland. Okay, but and okay, so this is a good conversation. I mean, Connor Cook is going to start for the 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 Raiders instead of Derek Carr, who's one of my favorite young quarterbacks to yeah, watch in this league. I'm really sad Such that a he is broken leg. Um, but between Connor Cook and Brock Osweiler, what quarterback do you think is better? Do you I'm taking the know? Raiders. I'm still taking the Raiders. I'm taking too. the high really? road there. Yeah, the only difference is money. No, but you know what? But who's on the other side? You brought up Romeo Cornell earlier. Romeo Cornell coordinated the number one total defensive offense. Excuse me. He coordinated the number one total defense yes. in the league. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was. That yeah. was terrible. Um, yeah, that was a that was a four and twelve yeah. comment. No, I that I'm still taking the Raiders. Um, if Derek Carr were healthy, I might put them in the Super Bowl already. I might too. Yeah, but it's that team is more than just a quarterback. Yeah, it great is. line, great line, good running backs, mm-hmm. great receivers. Yeah. And they can get after you defensively. Okay. So I'm taking the Raiders. All right, Danny, you got the Raiders? Raiders. All right, I'm taking the Texans. So we'll, we'll Look come at back. you. Yeah, okay, go I'm ahead. I'm doing it. I, I believe in Romeo Cornell. I don't really believe in Brock Osweiler, but I believe defense will, will win that Browns one. Lions. No, this has nothing to do Browns with the Browns. I'm going, I'm going off what has happened this season. Okay. I think Clowney's going to get in uh, Connor Cook's kitchen. Okay. I watched a lot of Connor Cook at Michigan State. He's, a, he's another Cleveland guy. Right. But I like, for some odd reason, if I If it turns into Michigan a shootout... State then I might be worried. I don't think that game's going to turn into a shootout. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk Lions, Lions Seahawks. That's got? an easy one to me. Yeah? Yeah, we, we saw them both. We uh, we saw the Lions once, the Seahawks twice. Yeah. I'm picking the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even without Earl Thomas. I 
hate copying you because I don't <laughs> want to. Next time, I'm answering first. All right. All right. But I, I would pick the Seahawks as well. Just be watching them. It, it hurts my heart to do that just because we're in the same division as them. But at the same time, do you root on your own division? I don't know. But I, I would pick the Seahawks. Just see, you know, I, I might pick the Lions. Why? Because they've got like Matt Stafford has played better than people think. He has. He really, really has. And even though that def that defense is not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go. Were you at our game in Detroit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's fair. Ice Kingdom did set a franchise record yes. with 20 straight completions. But wow, that did happen. That did happen yes. that game. Uh, that okay. Sidebar. That game is like such a weird game because when we immediately got on the plane. Maybe that's why I'm. Yes. Maybe you that's know? why I'm. On it's the like Seahawks the forgotten wagon for this one. But, but then, okay. But you mentioned no Earl Thomas. Where's the game? The game is in Seattle. End of story. I know. There you go. <laughs> I know. But I think it's going to be a better game than you guys are just like, Ugh. No, no, no. I, <laughs> look, I don't think it's going to be like the Seahawks are just going to wipe the floor with them. Yeah. I'm going to take the Seahawks to win mm -hmm. because you're playing up there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's fair. Look, didn't they set a record for, what, the, the most uh, people to have rush attempts in one season? Ooh, the, the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they just keep slamming the ball at you yeah, with Russell will. Wilson, so... And the benefit of crowd noise is going to help them defensively. Out there. Yeah. yeah. And, and if the you're Lions have to throw, are down. Yeah. The Lions on. are down. They just, they kind of got rocked by Aaron Rodgers. But I, I'm I'm pulling for the Lions, but I guess you're right. I got to pick the Seahawks. Go ahead. All right, fine. Dolphins, Steelers, Sunday. Steelers. Steelers. Oh, there you go. Confidence? Get it, get it, get Confidence. it, get it, get that kick in, Danny. Confidence, and only because I've happened to catch a few of their games. Uh, Mike Munchak's daughter is one of my best friends, yeah, so I go. have no choice but to watch a lot of Steelers games. And I just, I've watched them come from behind and win. Yeah. I've watched them go through some trials and still win. That's like, Steelers, man. That's why. Yeah. I'm taking the Steelers, too. I was just having fun. If, if Ryan <laughs> Tannehill were healthy, I may actually swing it the other that way. Too. Yeah. Um, Matt Moore is going to be your starter. Who's on the other side? By of the him? way, I'm a Beaver fan, yeah. an Oregon State Beaver yeah, fan, and Matt Moore is starting. And right. I'm still going with the Steelers. <laughs> right. Who's on the Who's the other quarterback? Ben There's no way in hell I'm not picking the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously. The Steelers are the obvious pick here. I think the Steelers are really the team that can go to New England, beat New England, and go to the Super Bowl. We Yes, I uh, agree. Because they, they know how to do it. The Steelers are a program, right? Mike Tomlin has done an unbelievable job there. He is not just a cheerleader. Yeah. And he does a really good job of coaching them up, and I, I, I like the Steelers. The Steelers, are, besides the Cowboys, are the only other team that's not going to be intimidated by, by Super Bowl banners. <laughs> right. Yeah. They've got their own. Yeah. So does Dallas. All right. Yeah. So last game of the weekend would be Giants-Packers, mm. Sunday, 140 Pacific. Okay. DeMarco, you can take this I'm one taking first. the Packers, man. Yeah? I, I, look, um, the Rams should have mm. beaten the Giants in London. This is true. That's yeah. a fair, fair they statement. They should have beaten the Giants true. in London. This um, is true. The Giants have played very well on defense. Extremely well. On Extremely defense. well. On you mentioned defense. it earlier. They're the second ranked scoring defense in the league. But only we're seventeen ish points. Per we're game. talking about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's yes. hard for me to ever, ever, ever go against Aaron Rodgers, even though Eli Manning's got two Super Bowl rings. Yeah. We're still talking about one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it. This I'm taking true. the Packers. Miles, what are you taking? Oh, Danny, you're going. No, you're I'm on. curious to know if you're going to take New York because if you are, yeah. I want to hear your. I, I want to hear your reasoning behind it because then I want to see which one of you sort of talked me into it because I can't. <laughs> I, no, I, you know, it's, it's sort of like DeMarco said, it's really, really, really hard for me to pick against Aaron Rodgers, especially the way 
he's been playing in these last few weeks. I mean, he is lighting <laughs> up the people. The oh, yeah. He's yeah. killing it. He's yeah. so good. I mean, and I always say this about Aaron Rodgers. Like people talk about Tom Brady. Oh, Tom Brady's a good. Tom Brady's this. Tom Brady's that. I love Tom Brady. I do. But Aaron Rodgers makes throws that I have never seen anybody okay. else make. I just I remember there was one time, and I don't remember when this play was or who they were playing, but he rolled out to his right. He's on the run. He fires a strike. It's maybe 20, 25 yards to his receiver in the corner of the end zone, like the teeny tiniest window. <laughs> and then receiver keeps both his feet in and falls out of bounds. It was sort of like um, the catch with uh, um, Holmes, San Antonio yeah, Holmes yeah, yeah, yeah. In, with Pittsburgh, except it was in the front of the end zone instead of the back. I don't remember when I saw this, but I was like, I've never seen anybody else make a throw like that. So I guess I'd say all that to say I, I will pick the Packers. Did it work? It did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was Jordy Nelson shirtless on a boat this weekend with Johnny Manziel? Oh, no, that no. was the other one. <laughs> yeah, that was the no, other one. not with Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Would you, would you, okay, would you have a problem with that? Not, if you're a defensive tackle teammate. If I got invited receivers? to the party, I'm going. Come on now. <laughs> I liked how Eli said that his only problem was that they didn't have any shirts. Right. That, was <laughs> that was funny. Right. That was pretty funny. All right, guys, so we've been on this for a long while. Any uh, parting shots when it comes to this thing of coaching search? Um, hate the fact that we're here. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to be in that playoff talk we just had yeah. there, but it is what it is. So uh, let's just all hope for the best possible candidate to uh, become the next Rams head coach. Danny, what you got? I completely agree with that. You know, I mean, we're going to do this. We're going to continue the search on the Rams.com talk yeah. about you know, anything and any updates that come up, we'll have Kevin Demoff again um, coming up here just to talk about updates. But really just don't want to sit right here in this position next year. Not so much, obviously, with a head coach, but more so losses, anything like that. Whatever can change the culture. I'm with the players when they say that. We just want to win, and I'm with them. Yeah. How about you, SpaceX? <laughs> SpaceX. No, I just I, I want to see I want to see the right head coach. You know, for me, it's not about the name. It's about who is going to come in and bring the right people with him so that this team can then get wins and get over the hump. And whether that is somebody in personnel, whether that's just coaches, they've got to be able to have the right people and the right support in order for this team to take the next step. No? All right. So that's all we've got for you here today on Between the Horns. Josh, again, thank you so much for getting us through those technical difficulties thank to you. get this podcast back where it needed to be. For DFAR, for Danny Klepp, I'm Miles Simmons. Wherever you may be in football, we will see you next time. Rabbit.